This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. How did a conga line cross the line for Kathy Hilton? And Salt Lake City siren Meredith Marks is here spilling all about the icy hot new season. Virtual reality. Hi, I'm Danny. And I'm Evan. And finally, the Beverly Hills episode we have all been waiting for this season is here. The Aspen ice is melting in a fiery way from Kathy Hilton. Why did Kathy Hilton freak the F out? It cannot be because of a conga line. Um, everybody going to do that funk. I, know you can. <laughs> I mean, I would be annoyed if no one would do it with me. I don't know if I would go from zero to 60 so quickly. I wonder if the conga line is just a cover up. Like, I just, I don't know. The way they were talking about the Caribou Club, it doesn't seem like the conga line kind of plays. I think we all kind of know that there's more to know about what happened near the snow. But what we do know is that the aftermath of whatever it was is sending Lisa Rinna into a tailspin. Apparently she met the devil in that sp- in that Sprinter van and her name was Kathy Hilton. Apparently she said she wanted to destroy Kyle, ruin her life. She wanted to take down Bravo, NBC, the whole show single-handedly. And I'm just trying to find the correlation between wanting to destroy Kyle, but then also threatening to ruin the show like what does one have to do with the other why does kathy care about the show if this is like she's so above it because she doesn't seem like she cares about it that much well some people say that it's like she kind of just goes on the show to brighten the image you know be a little fun little fluff so maybe she's like okay if it's not doing that for me i'm done with it all i'm furious but that does not fly for rena or erica jane because if we're going to talk about my stuff, are we going to talk about <laughs> everyone on the stuff? That outfit was not Great Gatsby also, Erica. Honestly, I kind of, I really liked it. Like the way that the jewels were shining on the crown as she was talking to Diana, my gay sparkle loving heart was absolutely here for it. I don't know what it was, but I liked it. And also it's funny because we were so focused on the Kathy and the Rinna. I feel maybe Erica and Kyle have some unfinished business because she called her gross for how she treated Dorit. And I mean, I think I kind of blew past that because I was like, oh, we're getting the the Kathy Hilton appearance. But I was like, I feel like there's not enough dust settled there either. Yeah, I think she's still mad about how Kyle came for her that one night. And I think she's even more irate after Kathy apparently had this blow up and can just show up to Crystal's birthday party kind of unscathed. But then, you know, after she had her little blow up, Erica, everyone really came hard for her. So she sees the the difference in the treatment and she's like, that's not cool. And like Kyle, even after all the things that Kathy allegedly said about her, she yeah. didn't confront Kathy. She just ran away to North Carolina to film Halloween or wherever they go to film Halloween. Whatever, like, yeah, whatever she's doing there. I cannot wait for the sit down with Lisa oh. Rinna. Because Kathy Helen gives me, because she's so old money rich and like in her own realm. It's like that Connecticut where I always say, how do you solve a problem in Connecticut? You sweep it under the rug and forget about it. Like she doesn't want to talk about any of this. She's like, can't we all just be rich and have caviar with the baked potatoes? And Rinna is there like the, you're so angry. And she's so excited, I think, to put Kathy's fuel on the fire. And I think she's also kind of happy that her pal Erica Jane is off the hot seat for a little bit. Speaking of Kathy, <laughs> I do feel like she's kind of getting like a senile edit. Because... <laughs> So you know how all the girlies, they show up for their confessionals with a complete look. She pulls up in her like 
Clarence Blouse from Barney's. Like she <laughs> doesn't know. care. So she's is telling the camera that she doesn't understand why Rena would leave Crystal's party. It couldn't be about anything they said oh. in the sprinter. I don't think I did anything wrong. I don't think like, that's senile. I think she's seen a lot of lawyers and figured out the plan of attack to kind of change things around. It's like Rena was a great ear for me to talk to. And I thought we had a great conversation and I'm sorry if anybody was offended. I think that was her trying to nip, 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 nip. But uh, Rena also, I think, loves Casa de Sol now because she found out that Ava Longoria is the person who created it, not Kathy Hilton. Did we see that Instagram comment? Yes, that was so good. <laughs> basically, Rena was like, girl, I had no idea that this was your tequila brand. I thought it was Kathy's. And basically, I think what she was saying is like, if I had known it was yours, I would have chosen Casa de Sol over 818 for sure. I wonder if Rena would sip Vita tequila. Who knows? I wonder if Rena and Barlow are friends because then she could have four friends with tequilas. Well, it is getting colder out and that can mean only one thing. Salt Lake City is back next week. And we spoke exclusively with Meredith Marks who spilled all about her relationship or lack thereof with Lisa Barlow and how her friendship is playing out with Jen Shaw after Jen's guilty plea. Hello, Meredith. Hello, how are you? We're so great now that we're talking to you. You look gorgeous. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. you. I feel the Real Houses of Salt Lake City is just full of things that have never occurred to me. Being from Jersey, I'm just like, what? (laughs) Every time I watch, I'm like, huh? And so you being in it and being in the like midst of it all, three seasons down, what would you tell season one you, like if you could turn back time, share style and let her know? Don't assume anything, expect everything, expect the unexpected. Isn't that like a big brother saying or something? (laughs) Thank you, Meredith is a piece of I have your back and I'm offended by that. After, you know, having a moment of separation from that hot mic rant and reflecting on the friendship that you and Lisa had, you know, are you able to acknowledge any other red flags? First, let's clarify that um, it was not a hot mic. She, we saw her remove her microphone, so I don't know why everyone keeps going there with it. And quite okay, frankly, I would the call it, yes, and I would also call it a childish tantrum rather than a rant. Um, however, We're rebranding it. <laughs> <laughs> however, there are and were other red flags even prior to then. And th- like you said, you asked me why I said I never confided in you. Well, there were red flags. There were reasons why I was concerned about confiding in her. I feel like I don't totally know the real her. Do you, do you think that's fair to say for viewers? And do you think you know the real her? Um, I think that's fair. I think that there's a lot of, you know, deflection that goes on, you know, with not just Lisa, a lot of, a lot of ladies. What would it take for you to accept an apology from Lisa? Is there a pathway to part two of this friendship? Uh, I mean, accepting an apology is very easy. If you, if, if you are given a genuine apology without, you know, explanations and strings attached to it, what are you going to do? You, you have no choice but to accept and forgive. Um, the question always is, how do you move forward from there? And again, you know, if you don't have understanding of why someone behaves the way they do that's hurtful to you, uh, 
you can't have any assurance that it's not going to happen again. And it makes it very, very complex and difficult to move forward in any, you know, capacity beyond just a total surface level relationship. What was the problem? Because I still don't really, from that moment, seeing that played back, understand what could have happened that would justify that kind of behavior to spew hate and lies about me. It kind of opened the floodgates for stuff about Lisa to come up this season. At what point did you decide, okay, all is fair in this game of housewives. I'm going to bring up rumors too. I said, there are rumors. I don't know if they're true or false. Maybe there's a deeper problem. That was me trying to explore if there was some reason that Lisa treated me the way she did so that I could understand it and move forward. I said, I don't know if they're true or false. And I don't even know, you know, that's not the point. I'm trying to understand, is there something bigger going on here? And yeah, there are rumors out there. I mean, why wouldn't I acknowledge that that's the case? It's not that big of a deal. Rumors are rumor. The question becomes, are you, you know, projecting or deflecting either way? You know, I mean, obviously, if the fair rumors were too true, that would be more of a projection. And if they weren't, it would be more of a deflection. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, can I help you figure out a way to, to feel better with whatever your struggle is, help you get whatever help you need so that we can move forward and I can feel safe in a relationship? Another interesting development we see on the season is your new friendship with Jen Meredith. And there's this really interesting moment in the trailer where Seth asks both you and Heather, like, have you asked Jen Shaw if she is guilty of these crimes? I am innocent. Have either of you ever asked Jen if she's guilty of any of these charges? Did you not want to know? And now that she has admitted her guilt, how does that impact the current state of your friendship? We live in the U.S. We have a justice system here. Um, she was slated for a jury trial. So in my view, it was not up to me to try to determine her guilt or innocence at any level. Um, that's why we have the justice system that we have. And, um, you know, I believed that at a minimum, Jen believed in her own innocence because she said she was innocent. So, um, you know, it was surprising that she took a plea. It was surprising for sure that she took a plea because it, if anything, I thought she would at least go to trial. But, you know, hopefully we get to see the backstory on how that all unfolded. You know, I don't really know. Again, it is... It is still an open case. She has not been sentenced. So it's not something she can speak freely about. And that's why I never would ask any questions either, because I know she can't talk about it. You guys are still close, though, which is good. Or That's good. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, you know, Jen and I are still speaking. And, um, you know, more than ever, I think she probably needs some support from people around her, you know, and you'll see a lot unfold and have a much better level of understanding of the place she was coming from. And I mean, I can't say in terms of her plea that I have no idea, but just in general, emotionally, and, um, and you'll see a, a lot of maybe not everything, you know, lose her snippets, but you'll see a lot of how she and I reconnect. If you loved gossiping with us, and I know you do, then don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, Virtual Reality by Page Six. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts.
See you next week.